hello, and good evening, everyone. It's Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to the 25th episode of Magic the Frontier. Magic the Final Frontier, assuming you count our two-parters as one episode. That makes us at 25. Uh, just like Magic. As always, on this podcast, we'll be discussing the Frontier format, keeping our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. Hey, everyone. I'm Kevin Handlone, uh, former host of the Untap Open League and a Frontier Grinder. And hi, I'm Matt Murday, Spike and Frontier Lover out of Toronto, Ontario. So we're going to keep the beginning of the show with a little bit of news and upkeep. We've got some news with uh, our, our favorite Kevin here is going to be taking a little bit of a step back if you want to make that announcement yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, guys, um, I my band's been doing really well recently. Um, we've got a really, really busy tour schedule and festival schedule coming up this summer. And I also recently joined a second band, so I don't feel that I have the time to, co- to commit to both fielding content out of my gameplay and um, committing content to this podcast by recording with you guys every Wednesday. Um, so I'm taking a step down and kind of, uh, I'm going to be like an infrequent guest on the podcast, you can call it that. You know, we're going to miss all those ums, Kevin. And the absolutely's. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. We're going to miss going those. To the big times yeah, absolutely. Us. I'm going to miss saying absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that's a smart decision. I remember that when Matt had to take a little bit of time while he was uh, finishing up school looking for a job that not being able to play as frequently really he felt like it was a drawback. Yeah, it, it honestly feels like you're pulling from a legacy database. You know, like it's like we want what's up to date and powerful. And uh, you really got to be committing the time like Matt and I, I think, are able to do right now. So we're, we're happy to say that we're also going to be bringing Matt Schwenk or Ryan Schwenke in more frequently. So he's, we had him once on the show before. He's located out of Toronto and has been playing with a number of pros there. And uh, he's going to be pushing Frontier with so, us a little sorry, bit. Sorry, just well. to jump in. He's, he's located, located in Japan. Yeah, he's located out of Tokyo. So he's playing with the pros in uh, well, what did Toronto. I say? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the other frontier town the other frontier town so now we've got really both of the major frontier paper locations kind of represented so he'll be he'll be not every episode but he'll be more frequently stepping in as a guest i'm looking forward to that he's really enthusiastic i can tell that he's been looking for a platform for a little while he does blogging quite a bit and i think he was honestly a pretty straightforward shoe in for the show Absolutely. We've linked to his site before, but we'll make sure to do that again in the show notes. So, guys, make sure to check that out if you haven't been. All right, but we still have Kevin for tonight, so we're going to jump into some fun things. I think we've got the perfect segue here. We were just talking about Japan, and the biggest thing we want to talk about is the latest tournament that's just happened, which was the latest God of Frontier tournament, number 11, uh, out of Tokyo, Japan. So, guys, have you had a chance to take a look into the lists that were played that weekend? I have, and similar trend to our own <laughs> Untap Open League here, only with uh, with a leader coming out of. Uh, I, well, what's? It's really cool to see Marvel doing this. Well, I'll just say that much. Yes, yeah, so we've been seeing Marvel kind of skirt those top eight lists. We've been, you know, it's it's been a staple really in Japan that it's been making some kind of placement on the list, and Ishiwata Kuuchi. He took down number one on this weekend with over 64, yeah, some, a little under 70 participants with a Aetherworks Marvel deck. 
Now, anything uh, you want to take a look through this list? Anything that's really special that stands out to you, or is it kind of what we've usually seen? So, from what I can tell on the list, this has been tested a lot. Like, if you take a look <laughs> at like all the three ofs and the two ofs, it's like, well, you, you can tell that the the amount of thought that was put into it was really like, well, I noticed that if I don't have, let's say, a third Ishkana. Like, I, I can't stop the onslaught that the red deck can offer, right? Yeah, so three Ishkana is really big. So it seems like this one's going more for a little bit of that Delirium plan rather than some of the Marvels we've seen out of Japan, which are kind of more of control decks running Torrential Gear Hulk, running a lot of the Attune with the Eighth. Oh, I wouldn't know, what is the draw spell? Um, Glimmer of Genius, sir. Gl- Glimmer of Genius, yeah. yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this one's going a little bit more for that Delirium plan. It's got two of the Emrakul. It's hoping to hardcast. It's got three Ishkana, which is a great way to buy some time into the late game. And then it turns on Delirium with things like Kozlek's Return, with Sacrificing Their Vessels, with Search for Azkanta putting cards God, in this card. I love seeing Search for Azkanta in this list. Like, holy cow. So good. Yeah, that's something that, that I've taken from the more controlling lists has been great in Marvel. You're just buying time, and you're just finding so many cards with that. Yeah, every time that Control gets an amazing draw, draw spell or draw card or card advantage engine, it's it's also just another feature for combo lists because it's what combo decks like to do the most is find their combo pieces. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... All right, so Matt, you've been a little quiet. You want to jump in This is actually here? very rem- reminiscent to me of uh, Matt Cherkis's old Temer Aetherworks Marvel list. And the only difference is that I know Cherkis was on uh, the Zendikar Chandra, Chandra Uh, Flamecaller instead of Ujin, um, because you could just hard cast her, and she does the same job, right, when you wipe the board. So, yeah, I I think it's a good list. This looks like a a good uh, Marvel list to me. So, do you say Ujin, not Ugin? I do say Ujin. I think the proper pronunciation is Eugene. Um... (laughs) That's the one that's accepted in a lot of circles. I mean, you guys give me flack for Merfolk, so I'm at least going to call you out on Teamer and Ugin. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so, so some of the other things that took place this weekend, we saw a little bit more aggression outside of this first deck. We also saw some sweet control, which it, it's nice to see in the top eight. So also in this top eight was a second copy of Aetherworks Marvel. Do, that do we one, not want to go in order, or how do we want to do this? I, I, I mean... I think that it's pretty fair to go with uh, MetaShare. Um, I, okay. I don't think that he's taking an incorrect stance. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that one was a little bit less in on the Ishkana. It didn't have those, but it was a bit more of that Jeskai controlling. Oh, no, sorry. This one is also Teamer, isn't This it? one's it four is. color. Yeah, yes, yes. Has the uh, splash oh, is it? block out of the sideboard. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good catch. Oh, so the duress is in the sideboard. Thanks. Yeah, but a little bit more controlling than just that last one. All right, so our second place list was a bit more of aggression and something that we've seen a lot of out of Japan, not so much out of Toronto, only a, a little bit online, and that is a Jeskai aggression deck. So it always blows me away how well Jeskai seems to do in Japan because when I I'd see like good players bring it to Toronto, they just get like blown away. Like, hmm. Jack Cook is one of the best players I know, and like I see, I saw him play at like every every showdown, and like for as good a player as he was, he just never really placed with it. So, 
I don't know if the meta is just a little different in Japan, but I think we have, we or at the time anyway, we had some better natural predators for this deck in Toronto. Um, particularly like Abzan, I think, uh, just destroys mm-hmm. this deck. Because this deck, if you look at this deck, it, it's mostly just a, uh, a value deck. Well, it's tempo. Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's tempo, a little bit of value. <laughs> so he's running... Uh, a nice suite of creatures here. And again, this seems like a very tuned deck. He's got two glory bringer at the top end, but I mean, at the small, Hey, let me go from the other end of the, he's got four Thraben inspector, two soul fire grand master, two selfless spirit. And then a lot of threes with two rebel master two three mantis rider, four reflector mage and three spell queller. And then a whole slew of burn spells and smuggler copters. And Jeskai charm. Can't forget the Jeskai charm. Mm-hmm. Jeskai Charm, he's got one Chandra, one Gideon as, again, you know, kind of top end. So a nice kind of curve here. You can see where the ones, the twos, all the way up through uh, quite a number of threes and fours. I don't know, it looks really slow to me for a Jeskai list. I mean, Mantis Rider or Rabble Master, either one of those goes for a turn, and it can really end a game like that. You know, there used to be kind of a dodge where if Mantis Rider hits you twice, you lose the game. And I don't think that's completely untrue I still. Mean- it, it, I think it's true when you have a faster curve, right? But like he's got four, he only has four one drops. His two drops aren't like super threatening, right? I think he has. I mean, Copter is. But... Does he have Copter? I didn't see it. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. Copter. I guess that's true. And I do like the idea of Selfless Spirit combined with Rebel Master or Mantis Rider to get in that extra turn of hits. I and mean, I'll it. give you that for sure. Right? Selfless Spirit's a good card. Um, it just seems like. Stoke the Flames does have a lot of synergy with Mantis Rider as well. Yeah, I'm just saying mm-hmm. a lot of his power is locked up in the three-drop slot, um, which, you know, in my experience in Frontier, I think you need to be being a lot faster than that, or you need to have a lot more value um, kind of across your curve like Abzan does. So would you rather have that three or the two-drop 3-3 three, three in red-white? It's not a bad consideration. I don't hate it. Our, our raptor friend, I can't remember his name right this Relentless time. raptor, say. Relentless raptor, there we go. I don't hate it. Okay, okay. We could play around with some Jeskai Aggro. I think I was, Sky uh, Terror like would that. probably honestly be a better fit in Jeskai Aggro because it really mm. wants to go in the air. The fact that now this what? is only running two Selfless Spirit as a, you know, a turn two flyer is kind of troublesome just because, like, it does make me worry about whether it can dodge the blockers that the classic Jeskai list would be able to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that would that would be my fear about like picking up this list and just running it straight out in a tournament. Okay. Now what I, I don't like in this list, and I think I would automatically add to it if I were to run it, is I don't see any fever divisions in the sideboard. Oh, for sure. And for me, that's just that should be the first thing you should be doing if you're playing blue red. I'm trying to find any excuse to play blue, blue red. <laughs> right? Yeah, fever divisions. You, you really right need now. an excuse to be playing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. All right, so we did have another copy of Jeskai Aggro in the top eight. If Again, this was just in a fifth through eight position. Um, it looked fairly similar. They were running an Avacyn instead of the Glorybringer. They were running a couple of Pian, Kir, and Nalar as their four drops instead of the Chandra and the Gideon that we saw from the other deck. Otherwise, they looked fairly similar. Uh, this one has Hanger Backwalkers as well, which is hmm. okay, yes. notable. And another Goblin Rabble Master. So it looks like this one's looking to go a little bit wider. Yeah, so that could definitely see some tokens. I think that Ryan would be uh, quite interested in this list. You know, he, he's really the token guy. This seems a little bit more up his speed. They also speed. have Monastery Swift Spear in their one-drop slot. I like it just because it has a lower curve. I think I think this is a little more where you want to be on this guy. Okay. 
And this deck might get wide enough that you're going to get the payoff of Jeskai Charm of actually pumping your team, getting that lifelink swing. Yeah, yeah. Something that I find really curious is that even though the curve is lower, the land count is higher in this deck. So the second place hmm. list um, only ran 22 lands, which had me kind of scratching my chin because if I had that many, that much of a concentration of three drops, I would be really, really shy. I would be very shy to run any less than 24 lands. You also um, had more on the on the top end above three drops as well. So I, I agree with you. I think that that that's a Seems like he got some good variants. Yeah, yeah. Even furthermore, the sideboard is something interesting. I think both of these decks were looking to be a little bit more controlling as a transformative sideboard plan. There's some of these things like Outpost Siege, additional Planeswalkers, and from the second place list we even saw some Settle the Wreckage, which I think is an interesting choice. So something I actually really love out of this sideboard is Mastery of the Unseen. Mm, mm-hmm. I like that card a lot. It, it, it kind of does everything. But, it gains life, it grinds, it, you know... It, there's a lot of things. But you would like that card more than you would like Fever Divisions oh, in this no, slot? No. I, I think that has to be a testament to the existence of Atarka and the other aggressive decks in Japan. Well, I also think he could probably have gotten rid of some of his counterspells in this list. Like, I, I would, You couldn't convince me to play Jeskai without <laughs> having four Fever Divisions in the board. In the entire four, I want them. Yeah, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I think it would it would be better than the outpost siege he's got, the master of the unseen he's got, probably some of the counter spells that go for the big decks. Yeah, it's just like there's so many decks that you land that spell and they're just like, well, I lose now. There's nothing I can do about it. And especially if you have so many hasty creatures, like I would want four monastery swift spear main, and I would want four fever visions in the sideboard. I I agree with that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one I would have liked to see pick up is the Relentless Rage. I think that this deck has a lot of cards that, on your side, it won't hit, but would be nice to use in, in conjunction with something like a Swift Spear or a Mantis see, Rider. I'm looking at this. You're talking about the removal spell from uh, from Ixalan, right? Yeah, if they were looking for a removal spell that's better against the other aggro decks, I think that would be a very strong I actually one. really like Relentless Rage, but I'm looking at this list, and I'm seeing a lot of creatures that just die to it. Oh, uh, maybe. I guess that the P and Kieran Nalar might, but something like a Spell Queller or a Swift Spear, the Mattis Rider, or even your own Hangerback Walker, I wouldn't hate hitting. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, it depends how big your Hangerback Walker gets, but early in the game, mm. um, where you kind of want to turn on your one-mana removal, I think, Hangerback Walker's kind of a liability, Goblin Rabble Master kind of sucks, uh, Thraben Inspector okay. dies to it. So what about yeah. the... You know, I'm, I, I got a brew. Yeah, Brewer's actually the Hangerback Walker and Relentless Rage like combination has me really thinking. <laughs> like <laughs> honestly because I think about like the typical line of block with Hangerback Walker, pay one tap it to create another token, but then also like killing a creature in that same turn. That sounds awesome. Like I would absolutely <laughs> do that. All right. All right. It doesn't sound terrible. Now, do you want to talk about control? Because in third and fourth place, as well as once in the fifth race place, we have blue-black control showing up in Japan. Hey, ah. Uh. Yeah. And, uh, I think that these are lists a lot more similar to what we've been seeing online, to what we've been seeing played quite a bit. And, you know, Scarab God, Torrential Gear Hulk, a whole bunch of removal spells, a whole bunch of counter spells, and dig through time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's practically a pile of counters removal, Scarab God, and Torrential Gearhulk. So. 
So do you guys have any thoughts on this? Because I definitely have I some. I do, and I want to... Some things I I'm I want to see if you guys <laughs> notice what is missing from at least two of these lists. There's one, one of them has it. Two of them don't have it. Oof. Let me see. Let me see here. I'm going through the list. Are you talking main board main. or sideboard? And it's a big one. It's, it's one that I would expect every control list to be running. You think Liliana? Ooh. Hmm. Okay, okay. Main board negate? It's not main board negate. They're all running search hmm. for Iskanta. They're all running four dig three times. Two of these lists have yeah. zero main board languish. Hmm. Wow. I was about to say that. So I think two of these lists, especially the, I think the third place list here, is an especially greedy blue-black list. So he's running the full four torrential gear hulk, which not everyone does, full four dig through time, which not everyone does, uh, and three search for Azkanta. And the, on top of that, I see very little of the anti-control tech in here that we've seen, so there's not any main deck negate in this list. And he doesn't have any of the utility lands, something like a Westvale Abbey or a Field of Ruin, which can really help them win the the anti-control match. He's matchup. also in Force Sensor. Yeah. Uh, some people like Force Sensor. Personally, I love One Sensor just because I like to catch people with it. But I don't think that Force Sensor is completely wrong. And then you board it out in game like, two, right? I don't, <laughs> of I don't mind Sensor. I think it's a good card. Um, so I'm not, like, upset to see it here. I'm just kind of surprised. Four of them is an awful yeah, I've lot seen for a control list. Anticipate or Hieroglyphic Illumination kind of fill the same role. Sen- a sensor? Yeah, you know, it's kind of just, it's another cantrip for the most part. Sometimes it'll be a counter spell, but I think you're mostly playing it. It's going to fuel your digs and let you slow down your opponent just slightly. Fair enough. Hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would say, looking so, at all three of these lists, these players have mm-hmm. clearly been looking at the Untap Open League lists. Like, this, these lists didn't come oh. out of a vacuum. These lists, people are looking at the Untap Open League lists for these. They do look a lot like our lists, for sure. I do also have to think that the first two lists might have played together. They are very similar with only minor changes. Each of them has one Sphinx's tutelage in the sideboard. One of them's running two Golden Demise, while the other one's running two Flaying Tendrils in the sideboard. Yeah, I find the Sphinx's tutelage interesting. Um, I think it's obviously just for control matchups, Amir's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much I love it, but it's not terrible. Yeah, it doesn't seem terrible. All right, so we skipped over one. And it's an exciting one. Yes, we did, one. so I just wanted to talk about... <laughs> you want to go ahead with it, Kevin? Yeah, uh, so... Similar to the list that won, uh, won season four, season four of the Untap Open League. Was it season four or was it season three? I think it was season mm-hmm. four. I want to say three, but you might be right. I think it is season no, I think three. No, I think it was, yeah, I think it was three because Vehicles won the first one and then was hated out in two and then came back. Maybe it's three or four. Either way, this is a Esper Vehicles list. Yeah, Esper Vehicles, uh... And looking remarkably similar to what we ran, although um, featuring a Tassiger instead of some of our other threats. Uh, so two Archangel Avacyn, four Reflector Mage, four Scrap Peeps Scrounger, four, four Squellers. It's uh, it's an awesome vehicles list. I would I would honestly actually like I would love to be piloting this because it it looks. Like total gas. Yeah, that actually is really sweet. I like the flyers quite a bit. Now, noticeably, hmm, 
they're not running any of the counterspell main deck, any of the metallic. That was going to be my mm. comment as well. And it's the only thing I think I'm not happy with about the deck. Otherwise, the deck's sweet. I'm curious what you would cut, though, because I do really like his 60 here. I, I know what they cut for the Tassigers as well. They cut Gideon's no. 3 and 4. Hmm. Yep. Okay. You could probably convince me to cut one Fatal Push. I, I, although, maybe not in their meta. Their meta is a little more aggro-heavy. If I was converting it for UOL, I'd probably cut one Fatal Push. Yeah, very true. I could see that. Whew, I might have to try this out. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly looking at this and, and just, like, itching to try it. So I would, I would 100% <laughs> greed lord on this. I'd cut a Fatal Push and I'd cut a land. I'd cut... <laughs> Uh, so how many lands? Ooh. He's running 24 I cut here. a Shambling Vent. Because the curve's pretty low. The only thing... I actually might just cut Avacyn altogether, honestly. I don't think she's that good. Interesting. Oh, God, Avacyn's such a major blowout in Esper Vehicles. She can be. She can be. But, uh... I'd probably cut the Tassigers. Tassigers such a good card. He dodges everything right now. Fatal Push, yeah. Cast Out, or Cast Down is, is big right now. I don't know. I I want to be on Tasker, I think. But I just mean like... See, I was thinking I want Zahid in the same spot. Zahid would actually be okay. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think he's terrible. Um, But I guess my so logic... So you just leave your clues up and... Well, my logic... Yeah, I could leave a clue my up. My logic here with Avacyn like is like, she's really the only top end. Right? And Gideon. <laughs> yeah, two Gideon at four mana. Five mana is a lot more to get to than... Four mana, right? Especially if you only have two cards at four mana, I would probably cut the Avacyn so that I could lower my curve and just have more gas. I think my biggest question mark about Tassiger, having played quite a bit of Esper vehicles, is whether or not I'm ever going to get the two blue to activate him. Because if I'm not, I don't think he's quite worth it. Well, Esper is the blue shard, so it's actually really True. easy to get blue in the mana base just off of your fetches. So the only other thing I'm kind of seeing missing here is I think four of these lands should be uh, Spire of Industry. Hmm. Totally. I'm not sure about four, maybe three of them. I do like to be able to have the white turn one for Toolcraft and Exemplar, but yeah, I, I think this is a good list. I think that there's places to go with this. And he's oh. He's done the work to put this together. I know, I know what... Our Esper Vehicles pilot would say about this list right away looking at it. The four windswept heath in the land base, he would lose <laughs> his mind. <laughs> he was down to what, one of them, I think? He cut all of them and oh, instead was running um, Caves of, Caves of Koilas. Okay. Because it is really important to get turn one white. Like you've got mm -hmm. eight white one drops in the deck. I think the math is you want 12 or 13 sources untapped turn one yeah so well, let's do our math here one two three four five six seven eight i see eleven i see no prairie stream doesn't count shambling vent doesn't eleven count. i think we can call oh, that close Heath. enough he's got no he's got um 15 here so i, I feel like he's overdoing it a little bit with those windswept heaths anyway sweet list mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it is a sweet list <laughs> All right, um, I'm just going to run through with us what the so, the the nine through sixteen places were. I don't think we need to go into every single I, one. of There them, is one I actually it, do want to talk about. Okay, when when you get to that, you're welcome to stop. Right. So there's two more copies of Aetherworks Marvel in the the top sixteen. Ooh, I, I might see what you're wanting to talk about here. So there is two copies of Abzan, which we're always happy to see. Yeah. There's kind of a Jeskai Black, I believe. 
So another take on control. And then we've got a blue-white aggro. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> All right. What do you want to tell me about? Is this a woman's list? Uh, no, no. This is a spirits list. Yeah, it's a it's a favorable wins list. Flyers list? Oh, okay. So we've got nice. four favorable wins. It's running Smuggler's Copter, some of the good spirits like Selfless Spirit, Spell Queller, Mausoleum Wonder, Siren Storm Tamer, Rattle Chains as that real spirit, and then Aerial Responder is the... The gas here that I'm loving. So, so that is the dwarf flyer. I think we can we the can discard three. aerial responder. It's trash. It's the worst card in the deck. <laughs> no, the I don't think we can. I don't link. think we can. Aerial responder has been making a splash in legacy. Like it's actually a really really good card. Like I would not discount how good aerial responder no is. Way. Like and and like I'm someone who really likes to discount stuff, but like. Aerial Responder, I I gotta give it credit. Like, that is a 2-3 Vigilance Lifelink Flyer. Like, and that's a lot of relevant abilities. <laughs> three mana does nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It does a lot, dude. It does a lot. And, like, I really want to dunk on it. Like... I don't know. Like, the closest yeah. comparable, like, three mana doesn't impact the board when it comes into play and, like, still sees play in Frontier is Anafenza. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, aerial responder is basically. Anaphans. Come on. It's ba- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, aerial responder is basically blood, blood braid off. Okay, like it's yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so basically, I actually think favorable wins is just like a super strong card, um, and I think mm-hmm. it's really sweet to see uh, the synergy between that and Mausoleum Wanderer and like Siren Storm Tamer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would actually probably think he would want to lower his curve. His curve seems a little high for favorable wins where I would think you'd want to go as wide as possible. I agree. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd want just a, just a little more. I'd want to cut that aerial responder for, for something cheaper. <laughs> I'd be taking a look at the Ojitai's commands first, Pro- Probably those two. Actually, you could... Yeah, the, that, that seems very strange to me. And what I would think you'd want in here maybe is Skyboy. Oh, that seems yeah. really good. So the... Uh, Warkite what is Marauder. That? Warkite Marauder. <laughs> flying Pirate. That thing's really you, good. It's so good. You could also probably talk me into just taking this list into just Sky and just getting Mantis Rider as well. Mantis mm-hmm. Rider is really good. I don't like that. Let, in fact, let me tell you why Aerial Responder isn't a good card. <laughs> His name is Mantis Rider. <laughs> all right. All right. That seems... Like, it makes sense. I think more importantly, its name is Smuggler's Copter, which it can't attack into all that well. Although, I guess if you have favorable wins. If you uh, have favorable wins, it profitably it attacks into. Yeah, you don't all, and it blocks it on the way back. You don't always have favorable wins. It's ambitious. But when you don't, you have Smuggler's Copter to crew it with. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so the last two lists were a... In Soul Aggro, which I think is a pretty standard blue-red in Soul Aggro. If you're looking for a blue-red in Soul Aggro, this is a good list to, I think, look at. It's a very classic what I want. It's not doing anything too weird, like I've seen some Teamer Battle Rage and things. I think that's getting a little out of hand. Um, but th- this is a good list. I like the one Hazaret. I like all the low drops. Um, and then the other list is a Hardened Scales list, which I also think is really cool. It's a green-black one, and it's going on the very aggressive side with the creatures that get extremely large, like Matagorja Hydra and Avatar of the Resolute, who I've seen less of. I think that people have been trying some fancier things in scales, and this seems like a very uh, down-to-earth uh, list. Matagorja Hydra's terrible. Just a garbage card. Super win more. <laughs> so win more. 
it does get out of hand really quickly, especially when you can play it with a blossoming defense in hand. All your, I don't all know your if dudes, I would run all your, four Mana Gorger Hydra and cut Avatar of the Resolute for it. All, all of your dudes get out of hand really quickly. That's what Scales does. <laughs> well, this gets the most out of hand the fastest. <laughs> I'm not sold. Right, I think it's right. Walking Ballista. I think Walking Ballista gets the most out of hand the fastest. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just because every point you add to it is also a point of damage you can then shoot at their face. Correct. Some decks also just can't really beat a Walking Ballista. That's true. I've seen some... Whereas, like, Hydra, or Mana Gorger Hydra is always one fatal push away from being irrelevant. It is very pushable. But Walking Ballista shoots you on the way out. Okay, I mean, I'm certainly sold on Walking Ballista. You don't have to talk about me there. Talk about it there. All right, guys, so that was really what we have from these Japan lists. Is there anything else you want to talk about on any of these top 16? Uh, no, I'm set. I'm I'm happy to see the uh, the metagame in Japan kind of broadening out, and hopefully it continues to go this way. No, uh, no Atarka Red in the top, so... It looks like it's getting a little dirtily, but... Uh, yeah, I'm curious if they managed to take it out. It seemed like people were certainly still teching for it with all the fatal push, but might have been hated out just a little bit by all of those cards. The fact that we didn't see it at all in the top 16, and like the metagame size has been shrinking a little bit over there, tells mm-hmm. me that it's just not as represented as it once was. Okay, I think the lack of languages might have also mean, meant that. Yeah, like... There's probably some red deck red deck wins floating around, but I think Atarka is a lot less common than it once was. Mm-hmm. All right. So anything that actually, hang on. So if we do have a few minutes, I wanted to just talk about the fact that we do have our Untap Open League coming up. We're going to have signups this weekend. Are you guys both playing? I will be. I I'm I will hear not that. be. Unfortunately, I think I had heard that as well, but I am sad to hear that. What would you be playing if you were playing this weekend? Uh, the best deck in the format, uh, Grixis Sing in the Ice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never heard about that one, Matt. <laughs> really? It's the best deck in the format. Yeah, I believe that you would be playing Grixis Thing in the Ice. Um, so you've previously said that it is a little softer to control. Do you feel that you have shored up that matchup? Yeah, it's not it's not terrible, right? Like I think the first game is gonna suck, but post board you bring in four fever visions, which mm-hmm. we've been talking about all episode, um, and you also just have like crazy grindy tools, right? So like K command, claim to fame, winning that matchup for thing in the ice is basically all about just having all the recursion tools, mm-hmm. and obviously uh, treasure cruise is a busted card. So yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. <laughs> Uh, what, what about you, Kevin? You know, this episode will come out after they're already locked, so no yeah. secrets being revealed oh, here if you cool. want to give away your... Yeah, I'd be on a darker red, actually. Um, <clears throat> it's been doing super-duper well for me in testing. I think I'm like 6-0 or something with it right now. Um, I, I think the additions are a big part of why it's so strong right now, as well as just kind of the meta. might be a little bit weak to it. Yeah. I think that's a great decision right now. I I'm not... I haven't added too, too much to it. I'm running Chain Gang in the sideboard, which... Oh, okay. For those of you who uh, are unfamiliar, is uh, Goblin Chain Whirler and, uh, Chain Whirler and Siege Gang Commander. Mm, um, okay. 
I didn't know you were running the Siege Gang Commander. That's a big, interesting card. Yeah, so I actually cut the Chandra's out of the sideboard for Siege Gang Commander, which... Oh, wow. I think is... It, it's a little ballsy, but the card is just... It's so brutal. <laughs> like, and when you think about how many like other goblins there are in the list, it's like... It's just been really awesome. I've been I've been digging it. So, I mean, I think the coolest thing with Goblin Chain Whirler is when you've got a uh, Soulscar Mage in play and it just decimates the opponent's board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It shrinks all their dudes. My God, that's disgusting. I never even. Thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, I didn't even think about it when I put it in the sideboard, but it came up one time. And oh man, that's good. It, it really is a good anti other aggro card. Now, yep. the other cards that I would probably try, I've been trying the Gitu Lava Lava Runner, yeah. I think it is. And I think that um, Matt and I have talked quite a bit about that card offline, is that, you know, it's the 1-2, and it can become a 2-2 two, two haste. If yep, you've if you've got two, got two or more instance or sorceries in your graveyard, and yep. That comes up pretty easily. I think I like it more than Zergo, or at the very least, I would never have a second Zergo over one of yeah, them. Yeah, I like it so hmm. much. I think it's, I've been testing it, I think it's so good. It seems way better than Zergo, and... Almost every circumstance. That's really, really interesting. The, I've been testing the Sapperling migration. I'm not convinced that's the right thing to do yet, but I think it's pretty cool. Do you ever kick I've it? Replaced my. I have kicked it before, and I think there are situations where I've kicked it where that straight up won me the game. And I replaced my Horling outbursts with it, so I do like that. The consistency of very often it's turn one prowess creature, turn two token maker, and that tends to be every best starts in the deck. Yeah, there's an argument for it being turn one prowess creature, turn two smuggler's copter. Sure, and that never hurts to follow up with a turn three token maker. Crew no, it. it doesn't. Yeah, well, cool. Glad to hear that you're um, digging in Tarka as well. What would you be on? You know, I maybe narrowed it down to nine or ten at this point. I think actually at this moment, my top one is probably Ascendancy Combo. You know what you should play? The best deck in the format. Grixis thing in the ice. Grixis thing in the ice. Ooh. Um, you know, but I've been talking quite a bit, I think, with Matt about Ascendancy Combo with um, one of our... Uh, with Thomas, who, you know, one, Thomas one of our behind-the-scenes producers. Yeah, Thomas Snodgrass, one of our behind-the-scenes producers. We're actually just jamming it against Atarka for a few matches before this podcast. The deck's pretty real. Um, you'll certainly hear me talk about it, I think, soon, and uh, I'll probably write a piece on it, if nothing so else. So what Fink is really saying here is that he and I have been arguing about it for three straight days. <laughs> what do you so think about quite it, a bit of I think Ascendancy is as good as it's ever been. It's just, it has, a, it, it, nothing that came has fixed its weaknesses, which is what has kept it out of the meta. Hubbub. Which is that it's a four-color deck. Four colors... Um, it has a three mana enchantment do nothing that's integral to its game plan. So if it, if that gets disrupted, it just kind of loses. It, it's all in. There, there's a lot of little things basically. So basically, uh, I I did watch a little bit of this list and and because I figured I'd have to talk about it tonight. Um, so the the most significant new addition that I've noticed is first off, um, there's Rover of the Mighty in the main deck now. Um, mm-hmm. and also a full play set of Sylvan Awakening. Yeah, Sylvan Awakening is what makes this deck tick. So for those who haven't heard us talk about it, you play Just Guy Ascendancy, and then the next turn or so you play Sylvan Awakening. It turns all of your lands into creatures. So then when you play any of your cantrips, which pretty much the rest of the deck is cantrips, 
you will untap all of your lands, they all grow, then you can cast a new one, and you just keep doing that, you cycle through a couple cards, and suddenly you've got a lethal on board. And it, it ends up killing turn four, turn five, rather consistently. It also just has no interaction. So it, it's glass can. <laughs> it does have pretty much no interaction, yes. And sometimes turn four or five just isn't fast enough, you know? Like, if you're against Tarkaret, I don't know, man. Yeah, there was, certainly, we were just racing earlier, and, you know, we, we both have a turn four kill in our hand, and who gets to it first? Well, Tarkaret's going to interact. <laughs> they can adjust. Well, they can't really <laughs> interact with us. That's the thing, is that, unlike something like Sahili, which could also theoretically kill turn four, there's just a lot less that can interact with an enchantment on board or a bunch of indestructible land creatures. And I do have to grant that. Um, but I think it's it's kind of one of those decks where as soon as people know about it and and have any board for it whatsoever, mm-hmm. you're just in for a bad time. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting scared. There's a lot of discussion about it. We'll see how much people realize it's a thing before uh, this weekend. Otherwise, I think I might have I, to. Run. I think I've been hearing about it nonstop. I would be scared to. <laughs> I would be true. scared to run it this weekend for fear of the sideboard hate. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, I think that's probably what we want to wrap up the show on. So, guys, um, current events, like we said, biggest thing going on is the recent tournament is we've got Dominaria released, and Kevin is going to be taking a little bit of a backseat. So those are the new things going on with us. We will hopefully have a next cast coming up soon. We'll have some uh, lists revealed. We may want to talk about that. Otherwise, we'll talk about some other testing with Dominaria we've been doing. I think that's what we're really looking forward to. Either that or we'll have... Um, Ryan, who's coming onto the show, he's got a lot of bright ideas, so he might bring something for us next week. So thanks for having me on the show, guys. I'm really grateful for the time that I've had, and yeah, uh, looking forward to guesting with you guys in the future. Yeah, we'll make sure you're still around. Anyways, you guys can contact us at MTG Frontier. You can find us on Instagram, Reddit, Discord. We also got Twitch. We've been doing some YouTube streaming, you know, all kinds of fun things. You guys can say bye to me. I'm at Skyburial on Twitter. I'm at SciTurkey1. And this is Kevin Finkel here at mtgfrontier.net. As as always for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier information online. Your final Frontier, signing off. We'll miss you, Sky Burial. Bye. (laughs) 